I don't know about you, but obviously, like, you've got a period where you're kind of just thinking about something to where you finally, like, buy the domain or buy, I don't know, a subscription or something like that where you are having to kind of, like, pay out money. And I almost felt like a lot of pressure from then on. But I, I feel like a lot of people do jump into the subscriptions before they are actually ready. So a lot of people subscribe to Shopify. They don't even like bother doing the tests. Like they, they just sign up there and there because that, that's what they think it's, is best at the time. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're thinking of starting something and you know you've never done anything like it before, I definitely recommend like speaking to people, like reaching out to people that have done it themselves. Because what you'll find as well is like people want to help people. I love talking about business and helping people start. And like I would back anyone that's that's doing that own thing. And the same with most other people that are doing their own thing. So I definitely think like speak to people because there's no point in kind of just throwing yourself in at the deep end because you can save yourself a lot of time and money. And alongside like find other people, most cities have kind of like a startup. I don't know what to call them. Like, I guess incubators or accelerators, those kind of things. So where you can basically go along and say, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And they will just like, guide you through it and give you all the support so like we're part of one in Sheffield called the Cooper group and we have like calls in COVID now like every Monday and Thursday and it's literally just a call where we speak with other people that have their own businesses and if we have any issues we just brainstorm and help each other out and just you know build on each other's experiences and so yeah I definitely 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 reach out I think that's the, the best advice yeah and I think especially I found that sometimes you do have to take a step back on like obviously it's really hard when you're like a perfectionist but if someone else is doing that work they're not inside your like mind so you you really have to explain yourself about what you truly like want from them because otherwise you get this like miscommunication and then you don't understand what like why they aren't doing what you wanted but then they don't understand the company profile for instance like do you feel quite strongly about that you shouldn't be hiring people without a lot of communication beforehand and the company profile and branding and all of that like because if you if you don't get the tone right and if it's not the same all the way through it doesn't work mm-hmm. completely agree like I think that's like one of the funny things so once like you've got your idea it's like okay so what is this what do I want this company to be what do I want it to look like and there's so many like branding exercises out there like we were really lucky to spend some time with Piers Linney, one of the ex-Dragons. And he was like, branding is everything, like is literally everything. So we went off and did this like branding exercise, which was, okay, what does Sloth move the business as a person? What do they look like? What do they wear? How do they talk? What's their tonality? And, and we also did things like, what's the mission? What is it that gets us out of bed in the morning? Like, what is our purpose as people, as this business? Like, what are we here to do? And then everything that you do, every decision that you make, you come back to this like core purpose. But I think, yeah, like you say, the brand, the branding part is just so important because that's how you then go and design everything. I mean, like even from social media through to, you know, emails, through to your website, through to your product, like you should have the same fonts, the same colors, the same imagery, iconography, all that kind of has. It's just a bit discontinued. Well, I feel like a lot of companies get themselves into a situation where they can't, they can no longer function on just them. Like, especially if it's a single person, like 
that is so difficult and you've also got a image in your mind of what the business is meant to be but then when you try and kind of if you don't really think about that branding and what that person's like is like your demographic and you get yourself into a situation where you that's now on the back seat because you've already started the business it's already like one year down the line and you still haven't thought about that you'll get stunted because you then don't know how to further that and if you do get people to work for you they won't know how to like help yeah like you, you're gonna have to take a step backwards before you can go forwards for sure but yeah like one of the mistakes that we made when we started was our we know that when you sh- you are, when you choose an audience you're meant to be really specific and we were like well our product can literally serve anybody that's moving home so it's like anybody that's under a roof like that's our audience which is basically everyone and that like that didn't work for our branding because it was like it was really difficult to like pinpoint what you know what we should look like and what we should be and what kind of content we should put out and then we kind of like completely redefined and said right so like the people that we want to help the most are first-time buyers and you know younger people like not students so much but we can help students but like you know 25 to 34 demographic and then we also learned that females make the most choices in the house like females are the decision makers everything housewise so that's like how would that's our demographic but that was really difficult to do in art would you and you're you're saying that like women are the decision makers and i think it's so important that even if you're not the face of the brand they know that it is a woman like owned business i think that's so yeah. important right now a hundred percent and like one of the things that like I'm trying to do more is be more the face of the brand and I think because like I'm always so wrapped up like I'm always so wrapped up in like the back end of things and I like my main focus at the minute is onboarding housing developers and trying to get you know partnerships with some of the housing development developers so like it's it's it comes back to like wearing so many hats and being in the right frame and it's like then it's like consistency I don't want to do something and then it not be consistent but like on the website like it it looks like it's me and like our live chat thing it's like it's me again (laughs) Sana (laughs) um and then my LinkedIn is like everything sloth move but yeah that's definitely one thing that I want to be more prominent and people like the thing is if you start a business even if it's service or not people love people people like just think about yourself think of tesco for example or oh, m&s it's like a faceless monster it's like a faceless machine a monster was the right word let's go back to monster because <laughs> to be honest we've had like i've tried to like have dealings with m&s and like it's not being like they're not nice to do oh customer service is completely outsourced and underpaid and they can only do so much she can probably get more out of someone in store than through their own customer service usually like hq like i was like okay that's that's like not polite but okay don't really want to shop from you again but that's where i get my burrata from so kind of got it (laughs) um (laughs) but but yeah it's like people people just feel more kind of secure and and like people want to support people especially now i mean small businesses like this is the time to be really thinking about that and i know one of our friends is planning on starting their own business and you know that it's just it's so important i mean especially if you are coming from like you know your demographic you're coming like from a profile 
that's already kind of highly engaged you then need to move those people into sales and that's a lot easier when you're you've already got engaged following like a hundred percent like it would have been like an absolute dream scenario like if I had like a real because my my personal Instagram like because I've had it for so long and I've like done different things I have such like a mix mishmash of of like followers so my engagement's not amazing for the amount of followers that I have so that's like one thing like I wish I had like a better engaged audience because like sloth move just to would have been so good to slide in so so yeah obviously like I'm never going to use anything but sloth move now but uh but for instance like this wouldn't have happened without Instagram and none of us I mean you know we didn't meet each other I know we met each other but we didn't start speaking on Instagram until like quite apocalyptic event had happened um in the in the keto <laughs> world and totally. happened to be pulled into it um via you know a friend and we targeted <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, there is like security in having that like online presence of friends and people who are in the same boat as you and I feel that even if you haven't got as much engagement you talk to a lot of people on Instagram oh, and I think as well like what I find is like I resonate so much more well not even a case of so much more but I feel like the people that like I've connected with recently like yourself included it's like it just feels like so much more like-minded doing you know you're doing your own thing so many other people are either doing their own thing or soon to be doing their own thing and it's it's just an, an amazing kind of like group to be in and like I know it's that cheesy saying of like find your your tribe but I genuinely feel like I found my tribe um I (laughs) I found it difficult to kind of like find friends that well it's not even that they like might not understand me but they might not because they come from a very different time in my life that they just they aren't a hundred percent of like my kind of person you know Obviously, like, I have, like, you know, best friends and friends from home and friends from uni, all that. But at the same time, like, I, I'm i my most true... I, I know it might sound a bit contradictory, you know, that I've had issues with Instagram, but I am me on Instagram. Yeah. Like, if I'm chatting to you, that is, that is just me. And I feel like I, I'm not any different over messages than I am kind of, like, talking in person. But me outside of Instagram as much as I try to be like 100% me all the time that I've kept myself quite private off of Instagram because I feel that people will use that to their advantage sometimes Mm -hmm. and whereas that's perfectly okay for you know jobs and whatever it might not be okay for friendships so like I don't really think of myself with that amount of following when I'm talking to like you guys all in the group chats like it's just me being like brutal and sarcastic that's just <laughs> just being down to earth I like I, I think I resonate a little bit with you there because like it's only like this is a good point to mention so you're like I was always like mortified to talk on my stories I think since I've not been at work as well so when I've not been around people that I feel would judge me like I feel so much more laid back I feel so much more at ease talking and you know just doing stupid do you know what I mean like just just being myself and it and I shouldn't say like doing stupid stuff like just being me but like you know I do stupid stuff that is me <laughs> um but just being able to be that kind of like open like I feel that that is because I'm not surrounded by the same kind of people that I feel would you know judge me if they were to say well, they do see it still because obviously like 
some people may get confused like when I add them on like Facebook or something because it, it is very separate and you, you feel that but like as soon as you know we're being tagged in memes and stuff like it's, it's exactly the same yeah but for someone on the outside that I may come across as false because I've put myself out there very differently than I have on like my personal accounts yeah and it is because, like, I I feel like, especially when I was working in retail, like, there was a lot of judgment. Mm. And regardless of, like, whether or not I had the followers, like, I didn't want to be putting myself out there, especially with weight loss, especially with, like, nutrition and health. And you just, you don't need that negativity. You, you don't want to come out uh, there. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my account is basically, like, anonymous. I've blocked everyone that I know um because quite frankly like and I feel I shouldn't care but if they're still in my life if I'm still gonna see them I don't think I don't I don't want them to be judging me based on my personal journey and my personal like my personal Instagram account rather than my actual personal Instagram account which (laughs) if if, if that makes sense (laughs) no I I hear you and I like I think as well like because like one of the things that I've seen a lot of recently um and like Grace Beverly being one of them like you know she's kind of saying now that she doesn't want to be on Instagram as much like because she values her her own kind of private space and I think when you do put yourself out there like I think you've got a right to be able to withdraw yourself when you want and only to show yourself to who you want as well because like it's your own headspace it's your own mental health and it's like you've got to protect it else you know where's where's it going to lead exactly and the, the, that's why I do try to separate because if I if I don't then I will I'll one burn out again because then I'll be constantly thinking but it's almost like it's not even a job it's and it is not acting at all because you know it is just me, but it is maybe a bit more like raw and maybe a little bit I know my photos are edited, but you know, like the food photos, but obviously like a little bit less edited in caption wise, maybe like truth wise. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of stuff on my blog that maybe wouldn't be shared with like people that you know. neighbours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Closer to you, hundred percent. I think it's good to have that separation as well because if you didn't have that separation like you're saying back at the beginning like how do you turn off you can never turn off like you have no option whereas you give yourself the option now exactly and you see people like Remy Ashton like that's not her real name you know that that's a like mixed match of like loads of different like parts of her name and it's the same with like Alicia Marie like that's not her last name <laughs> Marie is not her last name but she has picked that so that she can still have an air of like anonymity yeah but they've been really successful and by doing that and that's you know that is absolutely great but there's a lot of people that have had to put their real name out there and so I and obviously there'll come a point where maybe I have to but my last name is so uncommon and I do struggle with this that literally just by my last name like you could find a lot out about my personal life it's not like anything bad it's literally just me yeah no I, I, I don't think like there'd ever be a need for you to use your real name like if you didn't want to I can't see a reason for you having yeah. yeah I mean maybe you know if um it's so silly or like the best marketing at the beginning so for instance like for this would be friends and family but I wouldn't share this with like friends and family 
but obviously I'd share it with my audience on Instagram, you know. Obviously, like, when you do market with friends and family, you do have to be uh, kind of ripe for any feedback, both positive and negative. Brutally honest with relatives' opinions. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, your second biggest critic will be friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's one episode, like, list top ten critics. <laughs> and how I've been betrayed in the past by it. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to be brave to put it out to friends and family because it's, I think, again, it comes back to, it's almost, that is real life. It goes out there and then that's it. Like, these are people that you see every day as opposed to you put it out there to an online audience. And if it was something dreadful, I come back to we are our biggest critics. Like, what we put out there is always awesome. Like, people want to listen to it, else they wouldn't be listening to it. And... We, it's always us that get in our way but for me I always found it embarrassing when I like launched a YouTube video and I never really wanted to share it with friends and family because I was like again it's these are the people that are going to see it every day and if I look as if like if I look wrong or if I say something that's wrong it's like I cringe but it's not the case and I you know I, I feel like we need to get out of it but again and I think I think you're really wise because initially when you were saying about you know not with friends and family I was like I would almost dispute it but actually I think it's really wise because I think it gives you that that option to shut off like I know I said it before but I actually yeah. think it's like a really valid point I feel like if I was starting an actual business I would be pushing that towards my friends and family but because yeah. it is it's, it's still like a journey and because you know I haven't quite decided maybe what like my business will be and it's kind of like entirety that maybe it's more of a until it's actually done if I haven't kind of fleshed out that business idea then I don't really want to be sharing it with friends and family yeah it's like it's ready yeah it's like a you're kind of still figuring out what it looks like putting the, the meat on the bones yeah and obviously like I'm trying to build stuff like behind it rather than you know actually launching anything or having like hype around a launch because we don't really know what it's gonna be like yet. Yeah, I think it. I think a lot of it, like when you're starting something, you don't know what it looks like. I think you've got to take the time, and I think you need to really understand like what is the problem. Like you've got to ask yourself, what problem am I solving, or what problem do people have? And even when you've answered those questions, like it's that's not the end of it. Like it's still like okay, so <laughs> what does it look like? how can I make something that people actually use and engage with but you know it's, it is a fun journey as well like it's a really fun journey to be on definitely and obviously like, we've all kind of found each other just through through a diet that a lot of people would probably dismiss so mm-hmm. <laughs>